One of my mottos in business is change your die. We're not changing our company every day and adapting to the new trends and stuff, then, then your company's gonna die. Welcome to East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Inspiring stories from local people and businesses you likely already know and trust. Here is your host, third generation family business entrepreneur, Renee Oswald. Hello and welcome to East Idaho Entrepreneurs. If you aren't familiar with this show, this is the show where I interview business owners, entrepreneurs, and influencers in East Idaho and learn their stories of how they overcame obstacles and achieved their dreams. Today, we get to hear from a lady who turned her own need into her dream and helps others live the American dream. Welcome Tanya Cromwell of Idaho Home Design and Next Construction construction solutions thank you we're so, happy to have you here so happy to be here that was a mouthful for me but it doesn't take much so yeah. <laughs> so two different businesses two is that different right businesses yeah so tell us a little bit what both of those are and okay. the story a little all right so um i don't home design i've i started in 1995 um we i got started in it um I, it was really ironic. I, I needed a house plan and we wanted to build a house at the time and and I couldn't find anything I liked. It was I mean, I found some that I liked here and a little bit of this one. So I just decided to draw my own plan. And were you an artist? Like, why did no. you think you could do this? Um, I just I've always had the <laughs> attitude that if I can't, you know, if somebody can't do it, I can. Okay. So uh, it's always been my well, I can do that. You, you haven't know? you you weren't a draftsman mm -hmm. or anything. You just yep. okay. Nope. I just okay. got out some draft paper and decided let's go ahead and try this out. And I drew it up. Um, and we built that home and it was a great experience, you know, because we built we did all the construction as well and everything. And I just fell in love with it. And then um, I had a friend that said, hey, can you draw my plan for me? And absolutely. So I drew theirs and then it just kept blossoming from there. And I went. Okay, but it. if I think about, I, you know, drawing my house plans on a napkin, I get it. You were much more <laughs> advanced till you got out the paper. That, right. But the whole thing about building a house, that's a little overwhelming. Had mm -hmm. you had experience with construction yeah, and running any of that before? So growing up, we built a cabin in Island Park okay. and my family, my, my uncle and my um, parents built right next door to each other. Got it. And so we helped with that construction. So I had had a little bit through there. And then of course, you know, my dad had a shop and we were always building So this stuff. didn't intimidate you? No. You were like, I can figure yeah, this out. Yeah, okay, got yeah, it. And, and so it was something that I just, we just figured out. And uh, my husband at the time, he was also into construction and, and stuff. He was a welder, but you know, and we just thought, well, we can do this, you know? And so Good for we you. just went ahead and decided to do it. And so, I mean, I started taking a bunch of classes, drafting classes and different things. So Based taken, on this, this was yeah. kind of like, hey, I like this. Yeah, I just enjoyed it so much. And, you know, um, the math in school was always something that I really enjoyed. And, and so I just I just started taking a few classes here and there. And I've, I never stopped learning. That's always one of my mottos. Is so I just kept learning more and more. And as I went through, I'd, you know, um, just with each plan, I'd learn a little bit more and I'd go out on the construction site and, and look and see how things are built and, and learn that way. Your mind was just curious mm -hmm. about all of this. Mm -hmm. It was my passion and I didn't know it at the time. So was this later in life? Like, did you have a family when mm -hmm. you started? Mm -hmm. 
Yep, I had already had two kids at the time. Um, I actually majored in dance in college, so totally different than yeah. what I went to school yeah, for. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I wanted, uh, you know, I started, I wanted to do a job that I can be at home with my kids. And I had the flexibility to be able to go to their games. And I've coached softball for 20 years, you know, and, and been able to be a part of my kid's life. And, and I could see this as an opportunity to live my passion earn some money, but still be able to have my own schedule and, and do what I wanted that way. I may be naive, but are there many women drafts people? Like, is that, was, were you an, um, unique as you were going to school or, or were there others? Yeah. Um, you know, and I didn't have a formal education, but there, there's others here in, in Idaho Falls. There's another drafts person here in Idaho Falls that is a woman, but it is a dominantly a man driven construction, the construction industry, you know, across the board is, is predominantly men. Mm -hmm. Um, that's changing a lot, um, which is great. You know, it's a really good thing. The construction management program at, at BYU has got quite a few, you know, women in that, that field. So it's so good to see that, but I, you know, people ask me that that's one of the questions. Um, like when I go speak different places, that's one of the first questions they ask is how did you make it in a man's world? Yeah. I never saw it as a man's world. I just, I, you know, I was raised with all boy cousins and I was, I was just, you were just one, one, of one of them. Yeah. I was just one of them. Uh -huh. So I've never, that's never bothered me. And yeah. I think that that helped me, you know, in my career and everything is, is to be able to just, you were just right there. Yeah, with I was just right there. You know, I'm, I'm super comfortable around, you know, the construction industry and the men and, and working with them. And I never, I never saw it as a difference. Mm -hmm. You know, I never let that limit me in any way. So how did it go from you? I mean, you said you were taking a few classes and mm -hmm. whatnot. So from that to actually having Idaho home design where you were doing it for other people. Yeah. So I um, got involved in the, the home builders um, association. And so I met a lot of contractors and different things. And as I was doing that, um, I started drawing plans for other contractors, you know, spec homes and different things that way. And then they were sending their clients to me. And then it just become, you know, I was doing it part time and I was working um, during the day. And then it become too much, you know, because I had a full-time job. The word of mouth yeah. was. <laughs> yeah, and so it was great. It was a great thing. Um, so then I just decided, you know, this is my passion. This is what I want to do. So then I just started to build my business, and really that's that's how it went from that to full-time. Um, I designed... So do you have to have a license in order to do this? In the state of Idaho, if you're doing residential construction, you do not. Okay. Now, a lot of my plans do have to be stamped by an engineer. Um, if you know, there's different qualifications that will kick it over to that. So I have engineers that I work with. Um, if I'm doing commercial, then I do have to get an architect involved. And so you I do not, do commercial. I do uh -huh. like commercial. It's not my passion. Okay. But I do a lot of tenant improvements or um, remodels for uh, commercial work. You know. Mm -hmm. But most of them are my customers that I've already built a home for. You know. Got it. So so it works out really so well. So do you do remodels for homes as well? We do. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. The construction company does that. Oh, okay. So let's talk about yeah. that. Yeah. So after getting, you know, drawing house plans and everything and, you know, building that company up, I was, I draw about 125 custom home plans a year. Um, and I also drew for about seven different builders in the area. Um, and one of the builders that I've been drawn for for years. So sorry to interrupt you. No so is that typically when, um, if I was going to build a home, mm -hmm. do people typically use whoever their, um, their construction company recommends? 
So was that kind of a, a, a thing for yeah, you? Yeah, it depends. We have both. We have those that, you know, go to a builder and they'll recommend me. But more and more lately in the last five or six years, most people are coming to a, a designer or draftsperson first, and then they're taking the plans out True. and getting bids oh, so that I they see. can get I more see. than one bid from a contractor. Got it. Got it which got it. I feel is a better way to go because then that way you're able to compare instead of just being locked into a builder and then you know it's yeah like, especially when you're doing a custom home because mm -hmm. if you go to a builder they may build a certain type um but not necessarily a custom home so, right okay yeah okay yeah Got it. so that really is kind of so i have more customers that are that come in and then they take it out for a bid afterwards okay Got it. So the contractor, one of the contractors I was working for, Leland Jensen, um, he came to me about six years ago and said, hey, none of my kids really want to be a part of this company and I need somebody to, I want to go on a mission. I want to, you know, for his, for his church and, and I want to have somebody to buy me out. Um, and so come team up with me and we'll be partners and then eventually you can buy the company. Wow. And so... And were you like, I didn't really think I was going to run a construction company. <laughs> no, he knew that oh. <laughs> I always wanted to be a okay. contractor too. Okay. Yeah, that was... Because, you know, I get that, I get a really good relationship with my clients all the way through, you know, and, and that relationship builds and then I get the paperwork done and all the designs there. And then it's like, oh, I want to see it clear to the finish. Yeah, right. And you're kind of yeah. out at yeah. that point. Right. And uh -huh. at that point, I was kind of like, no, I want to see it all the way through. So I'd go out on the job sites and see them, you know, so I was kind of there anyway. And he knew that I really wanted to have a construction company, but I was a little scared to do that on my own you know, yeah, just yeah. because I didn't have enough experience. So this opportunity came and it was during the crash when, you know, when housing wasn't the greatest, you know. And so we took it from one home to the next year we were building, you know, 10 homes the next year. Um, so how, why did that not scare you? Like you're, we're right in the middle of this big dip in the economy yeah. and homes. Yeah. Why did you think that this was gonna work? It, the, actually the, the crash helped my design company. Because what happened is, is most um, contractors at the time had in-house designers. Well, they're paying them an hourly wage, and then all of a sudden they have to lay these people off yeah. because they can't keep you know them on. They don't have enough business. So then they were just hiring out piecemeal for each plan, and so that actually increased my business. And Got it. that's when I took it from part time to full time. Oh, was really? because of that reason. Yeah, yeah. isn't so, that interesting? Yeah, I, people probably wouldn't have. No, I mean, I, that's surprising to me. Mm -hmm. I thought everybody in that industry just kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was great for my company and everything. And so, and then, you know, I just, I really wanted to take it that next level. And I was a little scared to, to go out on my own to start a construction company. Although my clients were saying, why don't you just build my house? Why don't you just build my house? I just didn't feel like I had the knowledge um, there. And so I, this opportunity opened up and I really, you know, the first three years I learned so much from Leland. I, he'd been building houses for 40 years, you know, and, and how, what better experience can you gain yeah, from that's somebody fantastic. like that? Yeah. yeah, and so two years after we started, um, then his son Russ was going to become an engineer. And then we kind of got back into it and, and stuff started getting better. And he, so he come in and he's a partner with us. Okay. So the three of us are partners in the next. So Leland is still in the business. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. He got served it. his mission and then he came back. Um, he's been back for almost a year now. And so we're kind of growing the business now because we now have three people that own the company. So we need to grow it. So we're, we're actually growing the construction company. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. 
So what's the vision? Like, where are you guys, what are you going to do? Well, we're, we want to open, a, you know, we, we talked about remodels. Um, and there's, there's not very many contractors out there because, because all the subcontractors are so busy. You know, there's not a lot of people that will do remodels. Right. And so we see that, that side of it. Um, and remodels is, is something that our community needs, you know. So we really look at the needs of the community. And so that's something that I feel like we really need. So expanding into um, remodeling is somewhere we want to go. Um, the other thing that we do that's a little bit different because we do the plans and I'm working with those clients through the plans, we also do a, a specification um, uh, booklet, basically. It's about 25 pages of, of specifications. Um, and we basically say everything that's going to go in the house. So what kind of countertops and what kind of cabinets? You want wood cabinets, you want painted cabinets. We're doing that specification process with them. And so we're going through and getting exactly what they want in the house. So when they take it to have a bid, then they actually are getting bid exactly what they want. Mm -hmm. Rather than a contractor bidding a project and, you know, then it's they go to- general yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, and they go to pick out granite and the contractor says, oh no, that's granite extra. is, yeah, it's extra. We only bid laminate. And so there's a change order. And so our goal in the construction site is to try to have less than 3% in change orders. Okay. And so that's really where our vision is as far as moving forward is, is, you know, trying to get those relationships built with the clients. So we understand what they're wanting and, you know, we really want to get that. So yeah, we're expanding a lot. Um, we're building spec homes. We're doing custom homes. And, and we're going to add the remodeling division, but we've already added the specification division um, and the design company keeps growing as well. So, so tell me about the market in uh, the Idaho Falls area, East Idaho. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we see homes for sale all over. There's definitely construction happening. Mm -hmm. um, what's your take on how, how is the business? Yeah, the, you know, the con everything's really good right now. Um, everybody's waiting for that crash to happen because it does look a lot like 2008, um, 2009, the, because we are building so many homes. But the d biggest difference in the, the between now and, and then, then there was three years worth of inventory on the market as far as homes go. Um, now we have less than 30 days worth of inventory. We can't build homes fast enough for the amount of people that are moving into the area. Hmm. Um, and so we're a little slow on building because number one, we don't have the land developed. Um, but the biggest problem is our labor shortage. Um, we just don't have enough labor people out there to build the home. So rather than this taking, you know, a, a, sm a smaller home would take five to seven months, it's now taken us seven to nine months. Because there'll be two weeks that the house might sit waiting for the subcontractor because he's got three other jobs he's got to finish before he comes to that one. So, you know, I think that's our biggest struggle right now is just that labor force um, trying to get, you know, and, and kids... Parents are saying, hey, you got to go get your four years of education. You know, I'm, I'm guilty of that. I, I did that with my own kids, you know. But there's some people out there that, you know, college education just isn't for them. You yeah. Know? I, well, I'm glad that you said that. You know, obviously, our business is a trade business. Mm -hmm. And um, our, um, our guys make a really good living. And so it is, I'm a well-educated, have my master's degree, so I'm right mm -hmm. there with you. Um, mm -hmm. But man, I'm looking at this differently now. Mm -hmm. The trades are very much underserved. And I think it was one of the interviews that I had before talked about, um, I think it was Tobin Cleaning. He said, the trades are gonna be the next millionaires because we have such a shortage of them and 
we aren't driving our kids to that type of thing. Right. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The subcontractors are making more right now than what the general contractors are because they're they're in such demand. You know, we they just you know the tile guys and the you know everybody they just all of them across the board it, it's just you know really tough to find enough laborers and stuff so so is there anything happening within um the construction leadership I, I, like mm -hmm. do you guys have an association mm -hmm. yeah that you... so we um that's one of my really cool accomplishments in my life I feel um we have a local association so when we had joined the home builders association we actually um, have a local association, uh, which is called the Eastern Idaho Home Builders Association. We have a, and when you join that, you become a part of the state association as well as a national association. So I was the first um, female president for the local and for the first female president for the state association, which has been really cool. Are you um, currently serving in that? I am serving as the past president. Oh, and then congratulations. Next year, thank you. Um, next year, I'll serve as the national build rep for the state of Idaho. Wow. So really, what an opportunity. Yeah, 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 really fun stuff. But in our industry, we are really trying to promote um, doing work with uh you know, different kids and different things like that. Um, we did a build day at um, Home Depot where we built sheds and we brought kids in and they all had like numbers on their hard hats. And the contractors could actually, you know, hey, number 15, come on over here. I want to interview you or uh -huh. I, want to, I want to hire you, uh -huh. you know. Like you know yeah. what you're doing here. Yeah, 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 exactly. So we're, and that's a statewide program. They're doing it all over the state. So that's something that we're trying to do more training with kids and different things that way. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, it's a good thing. Um, we even got money from the National Association to help fund that. Um, and then we do scholarships as well. You know, that's something else what we do within our industry for our, our members, their kids. We give them scholarships, you know, to help them out and stuff, um, you know, with the different trades and trade schools and, and different things that way. So having a construction business, do you have subs that you kind of know and trust and use and they mm -hmm. work with you so you can get them on the calendar and say we know they're going to be here this week instead of not yeah, yeah yeah we definitely do we have subs that's been you know we've been using for years and years and years you know some of them been with Leland for a long time um and then you know but there's always there's always some trades that we're short on framers are, are an example we're we struggle getting enough framers and typically one, you know, some of our trades, one subcontractor is able to keep up with us. But some of them we're having to get two and three different, you know, ones just because they can't keep up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we'll have, for example, we'll have two framing crews and, you know, if the, you know, we'll put the five, three of them on this one and then we'll put another one over somewhere else. So, so. what, tell me about, I, I think there are some construction companies that just have that in in house. They have their own framing company. Mm -hmm. They have they have their own mm -hmm. framers. They have. So is that something that you guys would be considering, or we've, what is the decision yeah. to do that? Yeah, we've actually done that. We've had we had a framing crew. Um, most most of the time, what happens with the framers is they come in, they learn you know how to frame and everything, and then they want to start their own business. Sure, that's you know and, the mechanics and, yeah, do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And we're okay with that. Yeah, we we right. actually helped them get started and helped them get going, and and you know do their own business. Yeah, um, obviously because it helps you because yeah, you're, you're gonna yeah, hire them. Yep, exactly. So it helps us. Um, th I think the biggest struggle with a general contractor having a framing crew and different we used to have our own tri trim guys, um, you know, and different things. The the liability, you know, uh -huh. um, and that type of stuff is a little bit higher. So, you know, you have that 
balance. Yeah, it's a trade. Yeah. Like either you have them at your mm -hmm. hand or yeah. yeah, you don't have that responsibility. Yeah, mm -hmm. so it's, it's a little difficult that way. Um, but yeah, we, we're really good, you know, as far as we'd love to help our subs out. You know, if I know one of my subs looking for a guy, I try to help find them, you know, that guy, you know. So, um, yeah, we, we brought them in-house, set up their business, and let them go out and get, you know, started and, yeah. and you know, owning their own business. It's, it's We're all in this thing. together. That's right. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. As, the, as the tide rises, all the ships rise, and so we can help each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, so thank you for telling us your story and how awesome that is that that has come together. I imagine during the journey, though, you probably have had some self-doubts um, about the business and I mean maybe you didn't but I think most of us as entrepreneurs and business owners are like what the crap am I doing why <laughs> am I doing this so talk to me For about sure. that and how yeah. how'd you overcome the doubts and fears you know I, I of course I had those doubts um, and, and fears and and part of it you know I think was because I never had that formal education you know I I never had that and so I felt like I was, oh, sorry, go ahead. Because uh, I, I always felt like I had to prove myself. Yeah, that kind you of know? imposter syndrome, like they're yeah, going to figure yeah. out that I don't really know. Yeah, fake it till you make it, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I didn't ever want anybody to know that I was faking it. So, and that's where that education thing come in, you know. But I, you weren't really yeah. faking it. You yeah. knew what you were doing. <laughs> well, it took a while for me to really understand it all, you yeah, know, because right. it, it takes a lot to understand. Um, I was lucky in the fact that I can look at it, you know, a lot of people can't look at lines on a paper and imagine what that's going to look like built. You know, I, I think of it as like a seamstress making a dress. They, they can take a bowl of material and see a dress out of it. And it's the same thing with a house. You look at lines on a paper and they can't just imagine that. You know, that's one of the things that's really fun with my program is all my stuff's in 3D. So I can bring those people that can imagine it. I can show it to them in before we build it, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, the education side of it, I really focused on getting out there. You know, I, go, I still go, they have an international builder show and they have education classes and I do trainings and, and different things like that. And so that really helped me overcome that fear of that is just knowledge, just learn and just soak in as much as you can. Um, and then take chances. You know, I mean, you just, you had to, I just jumped in both feet. You know, I've always, one of my mottos in, in business is change or die. It, you know, if we're not changing our company every day and, you know, especially with the, Pinterest and the house and all that kind of stuff, you know, those, those things, people are seeing that. And if we're not changing and adapting to the Staying new up. trends mm -hmm. and stuff, then, then your company's going to die, you know? So that's something that, you know, I just feel like I'm not afraid of change. Change is a good thing. It's really is a good thing. Cause that's how we grow. You know, so have you always been like that though, or has that been learned by, I think by going that's through? It's been learned, yeah, mm -hmm. over through through the experiences, business, yeah, yeah, through the experiences and stuff. And and really, that's you know, that learning side of it really helped me overcome those challenges of being afraid. Because if I didn't, if I was afraid of something, I was just like, okay, what's causing this fear? Let's go find out, let's go learn about whatever it is. Because it was always, it was because I didn't know something. Yeah, and isn't it interesting what we do in our brains? Because we love to tell ourselves a story. It hasn't even happened yet, mm -hmm. but we have this story going yeah. on in our head. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we just have got to shut that down and just move. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or or say, okay, what is the worst case scenario? What is the worst thing? If I start this company, what's the worst thing that can happen? 
I could go bankrupt and I, but could I start over? Yeah, you bet I could start over. Uh-huh. I can, I'll survive that. I can survive that. You it's know? not going to kill you. It's not going to kill me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, okay. That's, so that's what I do is I write down what's the worst thing and, and then, okay, I can survive that. Mm-hmm. Let's go. I can do this pain if mm-hmm. it happens. Yep. If it, it won't happens, be pleasant, yeah. but I can do it. <laughs> yep. All right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So. so what do you what do you attribute to being maybe your biggest challenge to overcome and reach the goal of of the design company the construction company what's the is it is it labor maybe you already said this yeah it, it kind of is labor um, but I also think that life balance for me is really tough I'm kind of a workaholic <laughs> um, you know I, I said before I was able to coach my girls in softball and so when my kids were at home and stuff it was really you know I tried to keep that balance and, and with them and stuff but I, I you know would put the kids to bed and then I'd work at night you know and and I you know get up early in the morning I'm usually out of bed 5:30 in the morning and just hitting the road running you know and so I've the last two years I've really tried to find a little bit more life balance you know play a little bit more instead of work so much you know because I've worked so hard to get where I'm at but at the same time I have to kind of balance that so I don't get burnt out you know did you find that were you starting to get burned I out? was uh-huh. I was yeah I was really getting burnt out um, yeah and then you don't yeah. love the passion goes mm-hmm. when and you don't love your business mm-hmm. anymore yeah 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 and it's a relationship with clients you know that that thing is the most important the my favorite thing you know with the social media Facebook or something is to see somebody post a family picture of them in front of their fireplace that in you know I mean I create those houses for them to create memories for mm-hmm. their lifetime memories you know and then I I realized am I out there creating those memories you know I'm I'm working oh, so good, hard yeah you know? realization yeah. like uh. yeah but where's my memories where's my fun pictures with you know out golfing or doing whatever it might be you know and so I really had to kind of the last couple of years that's been my biggest struggle is to try not, to find that life balance and so what are some tricks? Like, how do you pull yourself out of work mm-hmm. and, and you just leave it? No, I just, I schedule things with friends, you know. Um, I think before it was just, no, I got to work. I got to work, you know, when, when I'd be asked. And now I'm the one calling and saying, hey, we need to go golfing. I need to get out of the office, you know. And so I started playing softball. You know, I'm, I'm done coaching now. So I started playing and I for, didn't realize how much I missed that, you know. So I'm I'm golfing and I'm playing softball so and I'm just trying to get purposefully out. Mm-hmm. made it a yep. part of what your schedule yep. is. Yeah, yeah, my I put it on my calendar and I try to put that on my calendar at the beginning. You know, every Sunday I plan my week and I I put that on. The, okay, when are my times? You know, and if that means go getting a pedicure, I'm gonna go do that because I need that time just to get away. You know. Yeah, that's great. So yeah, that's really what it's been. Good advice. I think so many of us can talk ourselves into the fact that we're too important to leave and and mm-hmm. the business can not function without us right, going, right. and we feel guilty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, our, well, it's our baby. Our, yeah. And our team is working and, mm-hmm. but they don't work 24 seven like we do. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and when it's your baby and you've created it, you think, oh, I got to keep that thing going, you know, and eventually the, that baby needs to grow up and be self-sufficient. And, and the only way that that can happen is for you to cut some of those strings, you know, mm-hmm. no different than being a mom. 
So hard. So hard. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you are a mom. Mm -hmm. And so talking about that balance, do you still have kids at home? I don't. Okay. I don't. My baby is in, um, she is serving an LDS mission in San Diego. So I'm empty nesting. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, that's been a little challenging. I bet too. that has been. Yeah. We're, we're at that cusp because our youngest just turned 18. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, it's a strange adjustment. Yeah. I bet. And she graduated a year ago. Um, and, and that's when I found myself really bogged down with work because then, you know, I didn't have all the things to do at night with her and everything once she left. And it was like, okay, so then I was going to work, at, work. at six o'clock in the morning and I wasn't leaving until eight or nine at night, mm -hmm. you know, because I didn't have to, yeah, cause I didn't have to, I didn't have anybody to go home and cook for or anything that way. And it just become, that's when I started to get burned out. And I'm like, I got to do something different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, good for so, you. I think that's a great lesson in yeah. purposefully having schedule and balance mm -hmm. and all of those things. Yeah. So um, any of your kids looking at this business as something that they want to do? Yeah, you know, all three of them have worked for me in summertime as, you know, interns or um, different things. And uh, my son is a graphic design artist, so he's in the design world. Um, but no, they're they're all on their own path. They do their own know? thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think they all come in and said, oh, I can't sit behind a computer like you do. And, you know, and so, the, and I love that. I, you know, um, I always, I want somebody to, that wants to be in the business and is pa as passionate about it as I am. And they all have great passions and they're all succeeding in where, what they're in. Yeah. But uh, as of right now, I don't see any of them coming back into this. So you may be in the same position that Leland is mm -hmm. in someday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, good. I, there's an opportunity for that's someone. That's right, that's right. <laughs> but not anytime soon. Yeah. Um, so what advice would you give to somebody considering leadership um, or opening a business and mm -hmm. having their own company? Uh, you know, what's the best advice maybe you were given? Um, you know, I think I think the biggest thing was believe in yourself. You know, don't don't let those fears stop you. You know, if you don't know something, learn it. You know, Google is our friend. <laughs> you know, anything you can, you know, you can find stuff out on YouTube and and Google and everything just as much or if not more as what a, a formal education. You know, so um, I think the biggest thing is is don't let fear stop you. You know. Um, we're all we all have fears we all we all struggle with that uh sometimes we admit it sometimes we don't but we really you just really just have to get over that and and move forward you know believe in yourself yeah that's so, tough you have is. to take that first step and then you prove your, to yourself that mm -hmm. you can do it yeah, yeah yeah i think that's a big one so good good yeah. good um okay so I really like to ask if you have any self-improvement books or I know that you're a podcast junkie. I am. Is there anything um, for the entrepreneurs out there that you would recommend that we could use as a resource to yeah. kind of inspire us? Yeah. Um, so a couple of the books I read and listen to a ton of books. I think since January 1st, I'm on like 46 books so oh far this goodness, year. Oh my goodness, girl. Wow. <laughs> so, um, the one that I really like is Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. And that's one that is for women, especially in business. Um, you know, a lot of times uh, us as women, you know, we don't lean into our jobs and stuff. And that one's a really good read for women you okay, know, great. In, in business. Um, the Principles by Ray Dalio. Um, it talks, the first part of it talks about a little bit about investing, but the, there's a leadership section in there that I really enjoy. And that, that one I really like. 
the, um, uh, you know, those were two that I've read this year that I really like. There's a lot of different books that I read business-wise. Yeah. You know, and, and how do you find, like, how do you know? Do you just go out there searching for them or do you have a source that tells you, because you're on 40-something books. Yeah. That's yeah, huge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I, I just, um, I'm always looking for new books. And, yeah. and most of mine, I, you know, like I said, some of them I'm listening to. Yeah. So I just get on the um, free download from the library and I listen to them on audiobooks yeah, while I'm great. drafting and stuff. But I'm, you know, I'm always searching the, you know, I go to the bookstore and look at some of the different books that are coming out, the new ones that are released. Yeah, just stuff. keep your yeah. finger on the mm -hmm. pulse. Yep, yep. You know, one thing that I didn't ask and I, I meant to, so do you have an interior designer? So if I end up deciding um, to work with your construction company, mm -hmm. do you have an interior designer that you also work with or is that the same kind of thing? They're it's just... A, my my design company, we, we also do... Oh, you do, do interior. Mm -hmm. Okay, we great. We do interior design okay. as well. Great. Um, we don't carry furniture you know so a lot of interior designers will have a furniture you know and that type of stuff um, we're more let's help you pick out the types of furniture you want you know we have online sources where you can purchase it and different things like that but we help with you know selections of colors and tile yeah, and yeah. carpet and that type of stuff the furniture side we really don't you know and I shouldn't say we don't do because we have done. We just did a, a remodel for a doctor's office and we sourced all the furniture and everything for yeah. that. But it's not something we specialize in. not your in. primary. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It's more the, you know, helping pick out finishes because we do that for our own spec houses anyway. So, right. you know, I can go into a tile store and pick out all the tile for one house in one day, you know, in, in about an hour, you know, for everything because I do it all the time. Yeah. So it's really easy for me to help the client do that as well. So, so do you have any homes for sale currently? We do. Uh -huh. We do. We have um, one up at Kamora Loma and we have one South Point um, and then we have a couple in, in Carriage Gate and then we just bought a new division in by the sand creek golf course okay so it's it's connected to the dunes subdivision that's yeah, right there yeah. and so it's gonna we got seven new homes that are going in there right there that's kind of our next little step so how fun have you already sold the lots no no okay, so we're all just brand new yep, just, just brand developing. new so we've got two that we've started and then we've got five lots available okay and we're, we plan on putting the specs on them if we don't sell the lots but okay. we'll do either one yeah. You know, we'll sell the, the lot with the, with the custom home. That's exciting. And once we finish that out, there's 19 possible more lots in that same subdivision. So we're really trying to grow the company, you know. Yeah, that's stuff, a whole so. other level to be a developer of it a is. subdivision. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So had you had that experience before? Nope. Okay, so this is <laughs> no, all new. new. Uh -huh. Now Leland has. He uh -huh. has had that. So that we're relying a lot on him. Um, he helped do the village out by the, the soccer fields. And so that really... You know, he's been in the development side and stuff. So he's got that experience, relying on that experience from other people. Yeah, because again. that's, again, a whole nother level of, yeah. of organization mm -hmm. and things you have to do. Mm -hmm. And a red tape, too. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of that. Okay, well, Tanya, thank you. Do you have anything else that you want to share with the listeners that maybe we didn't get to talk about? No, I, I think, you know, I, for, for those that are looking to design and build their house, you know, I think the biggest thing um, that I s see as they come in is, is, you know, know where your budget is and then be realistic. Um, I think w one of the things that we really try to do is we try to, in our floor plans and stuff, that we really try to get a good flow um, that works where we got rooms that will do multi-purpose. So not such big homes, you know, because... 
you know, back in 08 and 09, we were building great big homes. Right. You know, but um, there's uh, a new philosophy of, of let's let's look at the home and say, okay, this room can serve as not only a guest room, but an office. Maybe we put a Murphy bed in there. And so then yeah. you move the desk and you can, you know. So sometimes being, looking at things that way and so that they have a little bit more money to play, you know, with instead of putting it all into their house. Yeah, into the square footage. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's been a big thing that we've really, you know, trying to push and stuff. Yeah, it's But good. yeah, it, you know, I mean... It, and, and don't be afraid to, to, you know, jump out there and ask questions about how to do your own house if that's if that's the direction they really want to go. Well, we'll so. definitely put some information about your companies on uh, the website. I do a little bit, of, you know, show notes. And so we'll put links to the website so that you guys can contact Tanya. And I know that this is Idaho um, Home Design and Next are also on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Instagram too? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So get on there, check it out. That'd yeah. be awesome. All right. Well, Tanya, I want to thank you for your interview today, your story of following your own passion and being brave enough to reach for your dreams in the face of, you know, challenges is, mm-hmm. uh, is inspiring. And so I encourage us all to just face our fears and go forward. I look forward to seeing your design and construction all over East Idaho. Um, As a reminder, East Idaho Entrepreneurs is sponsored by Oswald Service and Repair, located in Idaho Falls and Rexburg. If you'd like to experience honest automotive repair and excellent customer service, please visit us in Idaho Falls or Rexburg, and our family looks forward to taking care of your family. Now stay tuned for the Business Leadership Moment. It's now time for a Business Leadership Moment on East Idaho Entrepreneurs Podcast. Thank you for joining me for the Business Leadership Moment. I hope this segment is valuable to you to learn tips and tricks on how you can be a better leader in life and business and everything. Uh, This segment is brought to you by RiseCon. RiseCon is an East Idaho business conference held every November, and they present, they have different presenters that come and teach you things, um, tips and tricks, and just all sorts of things that you can use to help expand your business and take it to the next level. I can't recommend it enough. I went last year. It was a, it was the first year and it was amazing. And so many crazy, amazing things have happened just because of my connections at RiseCon. RiseCon also has a monthly executive event called RiseX, and that's held in Pocatello and Idaho Falls. Um, there, when you go to RiseX, you hear a speaker and then you deep dive in a mastermind type of setting into your business with other uh, smart individuals in our community. So highly recommend that as well. You can find information on both of those events at www.idahoricon.com and rise is spelled with a Z. Okay, today guys, I just wanted to take a moment and tell you about uh, something that happened to me this week and um, what I have done about it, the challenge that I gave myself and hopefully it can help you guys. I had an an opportunity to meet with another leader, and in a conversation, um, I didn't I couldn't get a word in edgewise. This individual kept asking me questions, but never gave me the opportunity to respond. So, has that ever happened to you? Have you ever been in a conversation where 
that person is seeking information, seeking clarity, but they never let you talk and tell you what the answer is. Um, and so I was getting really frustrated and I, you know, I'm impatient, like I already have revealed to you. And so I kept trying to break in and talk and they wouldn't let me and, oh, it's just making me frustrated. And then in the midst of this, I had a little epiphany about, huh, I think maybe I probably do this from time to time. So it was my challenge to myself to um, talk less and listen more. I think as leaders, that's something that we would all say that we'd like to be able to listen more, um, not only in our leadership, probably in our marriages and our families everywhere, is to listen more. So often we listen to respond And I know I'm so guilty of that because I feel like as a leader, I have to have the answers, especially as a young leader. I felt, you know, I had the imposter syndrome happening. I felt like if they're here asking me these questions and I am their leader, I need to be able to have an answer. And so I would listen to respond and I would miss the message that was being sent to me half the time. And I missed so many golden opportunities for individuals to be able to solve these things themselves. Um, so I, it was a good experience for me this week, again, to step back and say, um, you know, don't do this. Uh, you know how it feels. And I think that we all can grow and really give opportunities to people if we take the time to just listen. Sometimes that's really all they need. Uh, so I also think that to, um, that feeling of us having to be right uh, maybe gets creeps in there. And um, we've talked a little bit about that before, but how often do we respond because we, you know, it has to do with our own self esteem or whatever the case may be? We have to be seen as the experts. And um, especially as leaders, your actions speak way louder than your words. And so this week, I want to challenge you to really ponder on whether you are listening to respond or if you're really listening and responding in the way that the person who's coming to you needs. And let's all be extra special, uh, sensitive to when we just keep talking and we don't let other people respond because that's just plain annoying. So ask your question and then be quiet. Okay, thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Business Leadership Moment. If you have any suggestions on what you would like to hear, or if you have a guest or would like to be a guest on East Idaho Entrepreneurs, please reach out to me. You can find all the information to how, on how to contact me on my website at eastidahoentrepreneurs.com. The show notes are all located there, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Oswald Service and Repair. For all your car care needs in Eastern Idaho, let our family take care of yours. www.oswaldserviceinc.com.